Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 83 of the Seize Us Show. It's been a it's been a wild couple of days. Um, so you know, I'm gonna be extremely ecstatic, extremely excited to get into the hottest topics. But you know, of course, before we get into today's hottest topics, I really, really love to rehash on what happened in the previous episode. So on episode episode two of the Caesar show, 82 of the Caesar show, I'm 82. so sorry. Um, it was, you know, the return of Trade XXIV. We recorded our first podcast live um, in person. I think it's been what, like three, four episodes? I can't, maybe four or five episodes. I can't yeah. even remember. I can't even count right now because <laughs> we dissected the whole Jordan documentary and Everything as well too, because Jordan documentary actually didn't start till April, right? Yeah, yeah, and we Dang, were quarantined since June March. already. That's crazy. June. Yeah, <laughs> time is crazy. But episode eighty-two, you know, we just uh, you know talked about the current um, events that transpired with the protests and the riots and the looting that's been going on, um, and you know what happened with the cops in Minneapolis. The NBA restarting on July thirty-first, which is July thirtieth now, kind of blown. It's not on my birthday, um, and much, <laughs> much more. But before we get into today's hottest topics, I would like to introduce my guest, my co-host, my boy, Trade Day XXIV. So, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, Trade Day XXIV. What's up, y'all? A hey, power to the people. Keep the movement going. You already know what's going on. Um, hope everybody's safe. Hope everybody is uh, um, taking each moment. Um, for what it is, because it's all that we have mm-hmm. currently, um, and and shout out to everybody that's front line. Shout out to the essential workers. Shout out to the mothers, the brothers, the sisters, the 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 aunts, the uncles, the everybody, anybody that has somebody they care about. All that stuff, man. So um, glad that you could join us today. Uh, first time, last time, listeners. All that in between, man. So we're gonna give you all a pod. We're gonna talk about some stuff, and uh, I can't wait to get into it, man. Me too. Let's Always. Let's get it. So before we get into the NBA topics, uh, you know, I just want to, you know, pay my respect to a few people. Uh, first and foremost, uh, rest in peace to Toyin Salu. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. I'm so sorry to the family of her. Um, but she was a 19-year-old uh, Black Lives Matter activist who was found dead one week after she went missing in Florida. I believe she had tweeted that she had been um, sexually abused by someone and uh, she just found out missing along with a 74-year-old as well, too. I don't really know her name. And also, uh, you know, two people got hung recently. Um, Robert Fuller, who's a 24-year-old, was found last week in Palmdale, hanging from a tree near City Hall. And actually, this is a little late, but late last month, I didn't really know about this. The body of Malcolm Harsh, who was 38, was also found hanging from a tree in Victorville near a homeless campsite as well, too. So, um that's crazy because the reports are saying that they committed suicide, um, and it could have very well been the case that they committed suicide. But knowing the history of hanging, especially by a tree, and the significance behind that, I don't think that's the case. So um, hopefully they can figure out who you know murdered these uh, individuals, and hopefully justice can get deserved as well too. But it always sucks to see another brother um, or sister, you know, passing away too early, too soon as well, too. So I just wanted to pay, to pay my respects there. And then I also saw, I don't know if you saw the video, I should have sent it to you beforehand, but the you know, police are just getting out of, out of control, bro. Uh, there was a video of a guy 
um, who was a homeless person. I don't even think he was black. I think he was a white dude um, who was a homeless person. And he was like by a bench at like a bus station or something like that. So cops had on their body armor and whatnot. And they were talking back and forth saying, yo, we got to go to the sky and whatnot. He's just laying down asleep. And basically they're saying, yo, um, yo, put your hands behind your back. Basically listen to everything we have to say. And then the guy was kind of, you know, saying fuck you guys and whatnot, but he was harmless. He was literally like 10, 15 years away from them. He went from laying down to putting his hands up to sitting on the bench. <laughs> and he he basically just said, yo, you guys fuck off for real. And then, like I said, five, 10 meters apart, he and the cop just ends up spraying him. That's wild. Just for no reason. So we got we gotta we gotta definitely do something. Um and now's the time to act on everything as well too. But are you ready to get into today's hottest topics? Let's get into today's hottest All topics. All right. Kyrie Irvin. You want to be the what? You want to be the star player. <laughs> Kyrie Irvin, of course. Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie Irvin, of course, has made um, a lot of you know headlines throughout social media, throughout the news, throughout every goddamn platform. Um, so basically, what me and Trey talked about last week, that the NBA was set to restart on July 31st, which has now been pushed back to July 30th. Kyrie Irving felt a little indifference about what's going on. He felt like things were fishy. And then um, on a call that included nearly 100 players and several stars this past Friday, Irving made an impassioned plea for players to make a stand and sit out the season's resumption in Orlando, sources said. The call lasted around 90 minutes in length, and the call included several players suggesting they be willing to sit out the season and numerous more discussing social issues, league economics, and ultimately a sense that they need to be united in a decision. Um, where it leads the NBA now remains unclear. Um, and even after the call, there was still a belief within the league that the NBA would have the players supported it needed the uh, support it needed to resume the season. But no one could be sure as they seemed uh, to be a mere, to be mere weeks ago. So from Kyrie from Kyrie's perspective, you know, it's kind of crazy, you know, um, because what the media tries to do is they always try to demonize an individual. And he's such an easy target. You know what I'm saying? He has his background. He's injury plagued. He can't lead a team. He always disrupts the locker room. He is this sporadic thinker who thinks he's a high intellect above everyone else, thinking the world is flat and whatnot and this and that and as well, too. So it's easy for, you know, the media to, you know, twist his words and whatnot as well, too, because like even before we got even more context, they were basically saying there were some ports, reports from like Adrian Wojnarowski and whatnot. Mm -hmm. They're saying that he's disruptive, being disruptive to um, the start of the, the the restart of the NBA continuation of the season and whatnot. Then you had other trusted, um, you know, people like Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports saying like, "Yo, he actually did this and that with these amount of players. This is what's happening as well too." So I don't fuck with the media for that. Um, in general, they always try to you know control the narrative of what's going on as well too. But we got to face, you know. What's going on? You know, he's trying to he's trying to boycott because let's 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 not play stupid. The majority um, don't want to face the truth. Um, I feel like they'd rather use sport. I mean, I feel like sports always brings us together. It is one of one of the key healing factors within with with with, the, with what's going on, but not right now. Um, there's a bigger picture at hand. I feel like, 
And I feel like the majority is always looking for a desperate escape um, and really don't want to really address what's going on. Um, and we've seen a lot of, you know, social injustices uh, towards black people over years and years and years and years and years. And, you know, the NBA try to, you know, help with causes like that. So, for example, with the I Can't Breathe situation, you know, they try to bring awareness. They try to have everyone, you know, wear T-shirts and whatnot. But what did that really do as well, too? Um, so I think that, you know, boycotting would be um, something that's good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my only concern is, you know, with the new CBA coming up, what's that going to do with the pay? What about the free agents? What about players on a rookie rookie deal? Because you can play devil's advocate and say, although Kyrie wants to, you know, be an advocate and, you know, be the face of this revolution with the boycotting, it's easy to say that when you got guaranteed bread, you know, when you're in the upper percentile of making, you know, most of the generated income from the NBA. It's easy mm -hmm. to say that as well, too. So it's just pretty interesting because I feel like now is the time to react with everything that's going on. And, you know, his biggest thing is like, yo, this shit is going to be a distraction if people, if, if we come back, people will miss this message. We can't, you know, be going hard for X amount of months. And then when this comes up, when this comes up, it's like, we start from ground zero. So he thinks that it's your boycott as well, too, because we need to see major changes, man. Um, defunding of the police, police reform, uh, resources for education, mental health awareness. We just need to see a complete systematic and transformational change to root out systematic racism as well, too. Um, and, you know, other players that chimed in are with them as well, too. You know, you had Dwight Howard saying that, you know, I agree with Kyrie Irving, basketball or entertainment, period isn't needed at this moment and will only be a distraction. Sure, it might not distract us, the players, but we have resources at hand majority of our community don't have. And the smallest distraction for them can start a trickle-down effect that may never stop, especially with the way the climate is now. I would love nothing more than to win it very, my very first NBA championship, but the unity of my people will be even bigger championship. That's just too beautiful to pass up. What better time than now for us to be focusing on our families? This is a rare opportunity that I believe in. We as a community should be taking full advantage of when we have uh, when we have ever had this amount. When have we ever had this amount of time to sit out um, and be with our families? This is where unity starts at home with family. European colonization stripped us of our rich history, and we have yet to sit down and figure us out. The less distractions, the more we can put into action into rediscovering ourselves. The White House said all that? Yeah. <laughs> Nations come out of families. Black, African-American is not a nation or nationality. It's a time our families become their own nations. No basketball until we get things resolved. Um, and then also Avery Bradley came out to say some stuff. And what did Avery Bradley say? Um, so pretty much he goes into... Uh, Regardless how much uh, media coverage will be received, uh, talking and raising awareness about social injustice isn't enough, Bradley told ESPN. Uh, we are self-centered uh, to believe no one is, no one in the world is aware of racism. No one in the, in the world is aware of racism right now. Um, that as athletes, we solve real issues by using our platforms to speak. We don't need to say more. We need to find a way to achieve more. Protesting during an anthem, wearing t-shirts is great, but we need this to see real actions uh, being put into works. So kind of both of them on the same channel, same of, of like-mindedness as uh, Kyrie in this. And if I could, I guess, 
tailor it back around to all of it. I think one the 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 verbiage disruptive we have to look at it and we have to acknowledge that it's a very typical ploy to use with with the um with somebody that's challenging the social norm or challenging the structure of something it's challenging uh, the way to think right so so <laughs> so if i was a kid in a classroom and I was doing something outside the norm, if my way of learning wasn't sitting at my desk, if it was, you know, I was a little bit more active, but I was also still brilliant, they would say, I'm disruptive. I would get sent down to the principal's office. I would get dismissed. It's not a third. Um, People love sticking to the status quo. Sometimes you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and what makes it very interesting, and while we see so many times in sports and, and in this American culture, it lets people be a catalyst of change is that there's somebody that's directly affecting the pockets of a major corporation or money maker in this country that it thrives off of. So Kyrie Irving being called disruptive is very intentional, one, and is very showing. Uh, just like uh, Huey P. Newton said, uh, or a monologue Huey P. Newton uh, with Spike Lee, he said, um, you know, if you, you see... And he said white people, but, you know, we call it the majority. We call it people. He said, you see them getting mad at you, then you know you're doing something right as a black man. You know, if you, they keep, if they're on your back, you know you're doing something right as a black man. So I just say, hey, I'm, I'm doing my job. So, and, 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 and with this, now I'm looking at Kyrie in a very different lens because the rubber's meeting the road, right? At first it was basketball. We were all thinking basketball, 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 basketball. And it's like, yo, I don't owe anybody anything. I don't know. And and if you if you tailor everything that we've talked about with Kyrie and just him as a person and just the little things he's done, just the little comments, even just the flat earth thing, even if it was just a joke, it was challenging, you know, the the, the regular structure of thought and a pattern. And he said that and there was a literally a month's worth of headlines about him and Flat Earth, right? So I think Kyrie understands who he is and the platform which he's in currently. And he's been saying that stuff for the longest time. That's why they've been at his head over and over and over and over and over again. Granted, his job is to be a basketball player, right? As far as like everyday job, right? His nine to five is a basketball player. And so the media can go at him and criticize him about that stuff. But now we're seeing who Kyrie actually is as a person, actually is as a black man in America, actually is, and I, and I won't say leader because so many, because once coronavirus came and once these police, uh, the, the police brutality got shown on the spotlight this time, celebrity hasn't really meant anything, right? Nobody's, like the Dave Chappelle special said, who needs a celebrity right now? The streets is going to take care of the streets. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Who, who wants to say? So, so, and we're seeing Kyrie Irving in this capacity. And the first thing he does is use his, his status and use his placement and to use his position to say, yo, I don't think we should probably be doing this right now. Because currently we could lose steam because programming is so important. Yeah. Because the media, because because what we watch, what we see is so important. What we what we pick up and to 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 take our mind off of what we're going through is so important. 
And this is one of those jobs, and I agree with him, that we should see through. Mm. Right? Everybody wants to see the NBA. Everybody wants to hoop. Everybody wants to, you know, uh, thanks, bro. Everybody wants to, you know, take a little break. And we, we, we do need that. But I totally understand. It's like, yo, why when <laughs> essentially we're going into the second quarter and our team's down by 30 points, but we're on a 15-0 and run currently, why will we sub out the game? Right, Kyrie's essentially saying that it's like, nah, bro, we're on a fifteen and a run. We just cut the. Yeah, I'm hot. I'm hot right now. We hot right now. (laughs) The move, the movement is very intentional. So why would I allow even, even if it affected my own pockets, even if it affected you know the people around me, we have to understand. Like he's, I'm I'm speaking from a Kyrie's point, or I'm speaking as I'm Kyrie. Why would I let our privilege and our status as people to get to play sports for a living stop? The movement that's going to save people's lives in this country, right? And that, and that, and at the base of that, that's fine. And I'm not saying that we're not going to come up here and talk about NBA if it's not going to, if it, if it starts back up, because we will. And I'm not saying that you know, I wouldn't enjoy the NBA if it started. I'm saying that the movement is way more important than the NBA right now when you have black women dying. Getting shot and 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 you know people hanging on trees and it being ruled suicide, right? It's it's much bigger than that. And for you to call somebody disruptive when they're speaking to that kind of stuff, that's dismissive. And I think with Dwight and Avery Bradley coming to his to his uh aid. to his aid, I, I that, that's great, right? But you have an opposition that wants to to kind of still stay in and still get this season finished with, and they have their reasons and points, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine line we're walking here. I don't, think, I don't think it's super fine at all, but I think there is, you know, you could say, yo, I'm going to hoop, I'm going to play, but I'm also going to shine a light on it. It's just that the masses don't really think like that. Once the masses see basketball, they might forget all about this. And I think Kyrie's just saying, yo. They literally want them to shut up and dribble. Shut up and dribble. <laughs> That's what it is, you know? It's crazy. So so you're on board with the boycott? With, with all this happened and with all that I'm seeing, and in, in my heart of hearts, I think Kyrie is deeper than he lets on. He gives the media a piece of him. And and going back and just, just really analyzing the dude, I think what he's saying has a much more depth than what we're even talking about now. Yeah. Like even even the words I just said, I think it has much more depth to it. I think him and how he's being portrayed has much more depth to it. And I think that yes, it's it's a little bit more deeper. When we're saying like yo, let's just start basketball up, we're in very shallow water, right? And people are kind of scared to just jump over into the deep end because we got to figure out what's out there. We got to figure out where we're gonna be at that point. But I think it's worth it if we say yo, fuck that because if Rome didn't fall in a day, right? But one of the last structures of their empire was the Colosseum. They they kept doing the Colosseum until, you know, people were poor, impoverished. There was crazy stuff going on. The the city was literally burning. The the, the country was literally burning, but the Colosseum kept people coming back and oh, it's Colosseum today. We're going to see people fighting and stuff like that. Meanwhile, there's havoc all around you. You know what I'm saying? There's a there's a very clear lesson in that. So I I I understand where he's coming from. Okay, cool. So, I mean, 
you know, if we pro, if if we if we boycott, do you think this goes on into the following season? Do you see us not starting back up the 2020-21 season in December and, and sitting out 82 games? Yes. Because a lot of people because a lot of people argue even like Stephen A Smith is like, "Yo, Kyrie, I disagree with you because like we've been in this situation for over 400 years um, as well. And things like this need more time. Change needs more time. What do you say to that? Um, and what do you think we can do during this time of boycotting? I, I saw a video, and and forgive me because I, I forgot his name, but um, it's the guy they, they, keep, they keep comparing to Dave Chappelle, but he, he died earlier. Um, Lights can do no, he, he looks kind of like Dave Chappelle. But it's a video of him, of him and he's like, uh, you know, they say give it time. And, you know, my great-grandmother gave it time. And my grandmother gave it time. Mm-hmm. And my mother, my father gave it time. And now they're asking me to give it time. How much more time do you need? How much, you know, mm-hmm. when, when is the time? The time is always now. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm and, 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 and it's, it's a fiery thought, which I'll get back to once we wrap it up, mm-hmm. give my closing remarks, but it's a fiery thought that, we're fighting, stuff's getting captured on camera, and in the past week, there's been five lynchings, right? And and that's not saying, oh, we're, we're you know, we're just going to, um, it's happening, and, you know, lynchings have been happening, and, yo, there's been five people hanging from trees, and it's not just a day you know, in, 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 at the office, it's, you know what, we have to make an example because our our way of of things is getting changed. We have to make an example. That's, that's what these lynchings are, right? They, uh, they kill black people on a regular. They kill, you know, they kill people on a regular. But these, these five lynchings that have been surfaced in the media, that's a message. That's a fear tactic. You know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, it's a fear tactic. So... What is basketball going to do for me? You know, what is, oh, coming back? No. The time is now, bro, because at the end of the day, you know, you laugh at one man's misfortune. That's your misfortune in the future. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, yes, we've been going through it, but who's to say, no, let's take this moment right here and let's rearm, right? And and and, and, and saying that metaphorically and honestly, literally, let's rearm, let's force these people to give to organizations and, 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 and fund certain things and, and, you know, put money towards things that are needed for change to catalysts, things that are needed towards the lawmakers in their certain states and cities. Because keep it a stack. All these big cities that these teams are in are directly related to the treatment of black people in those cities, right? Because... The areas around the arenas, right? Say that again. You know? say, that, nah, say that again. Say that again. So, 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 so the areas, so, 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 so the teams again. in these cities are directly related to the treatment of black people in their cities, right? So, so these areas that might have three hundred thousand dollar homes, one million dollar homes, and the condos super priced and stuff like that, those are the same areas that are gerrymandering and electing the officials that make the laws that put the police on the streets, right? So, so. Fund a change. Defund those communities. 
and fund a community that's in need or fund a movement that's in need to create actual change, bro. It's written on the wall. Like, it's already written on the freaking wall, right? There's, there's how they do stuff. They're going to oppose the change. Like, the systematic racism is going to oppose the change. But you take money away, bro, you really mess with people. You really mess with people. Really so, so <laughs> hurt their pockets. Hurt their pockets. And, and, and I'll, I'll leave with this on this subject. But it's like, um, it was on Hume P. Newton monologue that I, I sent to you. Yeah. It was like uh, NCAA. NCAA. He said NCAA tournament. NCAA tournament. Um, woo! Three points for the black man. One million dollars for the networks. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like three points for the black man. Woo! But one billion dollars for the. You know, it's crazy. In the NCAA tournament, one guy hits a shot, goes crazy. Three points, right? I'm, he might make it to the NBA. But those networks are going to make a billion dollars off of him because they're going to have the opportunity to show it over and over again. They have his likeness. They have his jersey. They can, like, bro, like, this is bigger than that, bro. And that same money, if it's not funding the the, the destruction and, uh, um, and, and the re- the rebuilding in, in in a more favorable way for black people and, and minorities of oppression, like it's funding oppression. Mm. So I can't be mad at Kyrie. I can't be mad at any of that. And I can't say, yo, we need to, it's, it's going on. So no, bro, it, the time is now to do something because it's always going to be another second of the fight, but the time is now to say, oh, well, let me get back on and keep swinging. Let me re-up, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, and I don't like to make it a beef between anybody or anything like that as well, too. But, you know, without the, without the NBA, you can't disregard the face of the NBA and LeBron James as well, too. So, um, you know, a lot of people have been saying, yo, why has LeBron been silent? Why hasn't he coming out with anything as well, too? And even Patrick Beverly had a cryptic tweet. We don't know if he's for or against them, throwing shots or not. Patrick Beverly was like, Hooper say what y'all want. If King James said he hooping, we all hooping. Not personal, only business. Stay woke. So a lot of people Stay took woke. that in two different ways. I don't really know how to decipher what's going on because I'm not the individual as well too, but um, obviously LeBron's listening. I feel like he's the type of guy that really you know does things behind closed doors or he's a calcul- calculative type of guy where he needs a little he needs an ample amount of time to figure out what he's going to do and he's going to do that thing as well too. Do you think A LeBron James should speak up on what's happening right now and B um what was my question for you? B um what about LeBron James? Yeah, so A do you think he should speak out about what's going on and um B do you think he has that much power? If he came out and said, I'm with Kyrie, do you think the rest of the league will follow suit? Uh, the answer would be, yeah, because they'd be scrambling, bro. They'd be scrambling. I think, honestly, that David Stern and LeBron have already had these conversations. Adam Silver, you mean? Adam Silver, sorry. Okay. Rest in peace, David Stern. Rest in peace. Um, but... Uh, I think Adam Silver and LeBron, have, along with whoever else is a higher up, mm-hmm. has already had these conversations. Because LeBron's the money when he moves, everything moves. You know, he's the he's he's the Don, right? They, he's they a domino him, effect. They, they call him King James for a reason, and that's why there's so much respect for him on the basketball that's court why because he can do all. But 
outside the basketball court, self-made kid from Ohio, yeah. growing up without a father, uh, crazy, courageous mom, fearless, everything, a black queen, raised him. And um, he came up and he's commanding respect from old white billion trillionaires, you know? And they they're so shook. They're so, you know, scared about what LeBron would say for any of it. That's why any anything that the NBA has kind of gone on, said what they're gonna do, it's been a A plus plus when LeBron said, Yeah, we're gonna hoop or yeah, we're gonna hoop without fans. And these aren't like, you know, press releases by LeBron. It's not super formal. It's just LeBron, yeah, we're gonna hoop regardless. You know? Or LeBron saying, Yeah, we're gonna play. Like that's that's all it is, but it commands so much because that's what we hear. We don't hear no, you know, the old billionaire money saying stand up there. LeBron says one thing, and we take heed to it. So even with this, I think Patrick Beverly and the league has got in front of it because LeBron hasn't really said much up until this point about this specific issue, right? So them getting ahead of that before he says it is one thing, right? And I think LeBron wants to play. Mainly because his career is coming to that point where it's going to get slimmer and slimmer and slimmer to win a title. Legacy, right? Legacy, legacy talks and stuff like that. So I mean, that's that's kind of a little selfish on his end. But like I said, I feel like he's he's very calculative with everything that's going on as well too. And right. I think he's 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 definitely talking to a lot of people trying to come up with some alter, alternative solution if they do continue to resume the season July 30th. Because say what you want, LeBron is doing a lot of stuff for kids, bro. like black kids. Everything. He's doing bro. everything. He's doing everything. That's why, that's why I think... Everything. And it just makes you like think like with these majorities who have so much money, so much power, so much clout, like... We shouldn't always have to rely on athletes to always give back and, you know, put us in positions to do well. I mean, obviously, it's going to be them. They they are us. We look like them and whatnot. But, like, just just imagine, like, if other people actually gave a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, 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 it's very relatable. And we'll, and I'll come back to this as well because I want to I wanna give a spill about this okay. for everybody. But it's very relatable to when... It comes to kind of like so. I'll I'll relate in this metaphor. The majority of minorities, right? The, so the the employing class and the you know, and the employees. Yeah. To to the treatment of women, right? Yeah. And it's like this. It's like if a woman has to come in and inject herself into a group of guys and teach them how to treat her you've already failed as a man, right? Right, the system's already failing her because we've already working against her. We've already had it in our mind that, yo, stand up there, I can stand up. And I'm not saying this in a very harsh way, but it's just like, yo, like, why do I have to correct you? Shouldn't that just be common, you know, common sense, common courtesy? Shouldn't I give that respect? So just like on the other side, you know, with LeBron coming and saying, yo, stand up there, the system's already failing. So on one side is Kyrie saying, yo, let's dismantle this system and really hurt their pockets and stop it right now because they're going to have to exalt us to a place where they're going to respect us or else we're not going to mess with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the other, you get the kids that are coming in high school, get them to play, you know, or get the overseas guys. It'll look like a FIFA World Cup. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
You know, <laughs> it'll look like a FIFA World Championship where everybody sit out between the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, but so so that yeah, really, really, really. <laughs> it'll 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 be very similar to that. So Kyrie's just asking to command respect from another way. I think LeBron being the Don, he is he is exalting all that. He has a team full of guys around him. LeBron's smart, you know, brilliant. And I think he's just like, all right, let's get a plan. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do. And, and he probably is that talks with like, yo, Adam Silva, I need, if we're going to play, I want half of these proceeds from the league to go here or to go here. So I don't think that LeBron's, and I won't say silence because his actions speak, right? I don't think like LeBron's vocalness is him not supporting the cause and not supporting Kyrie. I just believe that he's approaching it a different way, and I would be interested to see what that way is that he's approaching, you know, this this topic and this startup, you know. Yeah. So, you know, a notable person that's against boycotting is uh, Ed Davis. So he spoke up and he said, it's easy for Kyrie to say that he'll give everything back, but would he really give everything back? It's easy for Dwight to say that we don't need to play when he's in Atlanta in his $20 million mansion. If we don't play, I honestly think there's a chance that we won't play next year. There were 80 guys on the call, and 10 of, and 10 of them spoke. Of the guys who spoke, it was 50-50. Only half said that we might need to take a stand. Guys speaking up are set financially. They made so much money in their career they can miss a year. If I don't play another game, I'm still going to be fine. I'm 99.9% sure that we'll finish the season. I know a couple of guys from the Jazz have concerns, but when we talk, everybody's on board and ready to play um, as well, too. And, you know, even players like Damian Lillard, you know, looked at it from, you know, both sides of the spectrum as well, too. He said, I don't feel 100%, but it's a risk that I'm willing to take. This is what we do. This is our job. This is how we take our family, take care of our families. It's also my way of providing for communities. So he gets the check, you know, he, he disperses his money in the right way to good causes as well, too. And like mm-hmm. I said, he puts, you know, he, he is the anchor for shelter, for food, for everything, for his family as well, too, um, as well. So it's just a tough situation with what's going on as well, too. And even yesterday, Adam Silver I had a conversation and, you know, they basically talked about everything that's going on. So some quotes from him. He said, listen, it's not an ideal situation. Um, We're trying to find a way to our own normalcy in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of essentially a recession or worse, with 40 million unemployed and now with enormous social unrest in the country. And so as we work through these issues, I can understand how many players may how some players may feel that it's not for them. It may be for family reasons, it may be for health reasons they have, or it may uh, be because they feel, as some players have said very recently, that their time is best spent elsewhere. Things are changing around us. The social unrest in the country was in the same way we never could have predicted the pandemic would unfold in the way it has. What's happening since George Floyd's death is also unprecedented unprecedented. Mm-hmm. I'm incredibly sympathetic and empathetic to what's ha- happening in people's lives and in the midst of all this to say we're looking for an opportunity to restart this league, to try to move forward with crowning a champion. It's not top of mind for a lot of people as well too. 
as far as the racial injustice, I think that's where a lot of struggles is for a lot of athletes. Lillard said as well, too. So it's a back and forth conversation between them, um, Mike Greenberg and Damon Lillard as well, too. I think our lead is made up of so many African-American players. And a lot of our hearts are with our people. Our minds are with our people. And we feel like we should be a part of that fight. And that's where the struggle is. You know, I think that where you're hearing a lot of guys are, com- are kind of coming from, saying maybe we should be focused on that instead of worrying about going back and jumping into the season as well, too. Um, I can only speak for myself, but I think it goes for other guys as well. We are the financial support for our families and for a lot of our community. We bring a lot of financial responsibility to support black businesses and black communities, so it makes a lot of sense for us to return from that standpoint. But I think a lot of guys in the league have a point. I think Kyrie and Dwight have a point, so I understand it all as well, too. Um, something that you know none of us have experienced in our lifetime, I mean, that would literally shut down. You know, the world would literally shut down. I don't know if that's ever happened or when, you know, when was that the last time it did? It has happened. But I think it would be difficult to say the least because a lot of our hearts are with our people. So that's the hard. So that's hard to go out there and be your best self or the best version of yourself as an athlete when something isn't sitting right with you personally. That's something that's just not going to go away. So we're not sure how it's going to go, but we're going to see when we get there as well, too. Um so just interesting takes from Dame, from Adam Silver, from all the people we mentioned as well, too. And, and, and we just really don't know. It's just that type of situation where we just have to play it day by day, play it by ear to really see what happens as well, too. Yeah. Um, I got a Woj bomb. You got a Woj bomb? Uh, a Woj bomb? Co-leader of Players Coalition, um, Avery Bradley, along with uh, Kyrie Irving, tells ESPN his group is eager to heal – Eager to hear NBA owners and sponsors plan of action on issues of importance to the black community prior to Orlando. That's like, yo, like, so what y'all going to do? Because mm-hmm. we really think about not playing. That's really just like put y'all on notice. Like, yo. And it's good. It's good for even if Kyrie is voicing his opinion, right? And he knows for a fact, obviously, he's in the upper echelon as far as pay and superstardom and, and influence goes as well, too. It could just be him threatening the higher ups to get specific demands based on what you said as well too. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's interesting as well too. But I did a little bit of research, and it's crazy. You know, out of out of the police that kill civilians, did you know that one percent are charged and less than one percent are convicted? Ain't that some sick shit? <laughs> And it's crazy that we implemented, I don't even know how long ago we implemented uh, body cameras, but back in the day, you had to take the police word over everything as well, too. Mm -hmm. So it was just sick with what's going on. But, you know, I think if the NBA does come back, you know, I was one of those I was one of those people at first because I'm on I'm on both sides of the fence. You know what I'm saying? I can see where Kyrie and everyone else is coming from as well, too. I really don't want to lose focus of what's going on at hand, um, but only time will tell because this is the longest we've seen this go on as well, too. But like you said, sometimes it can be a distraction, so I would like to see it keep pushing forward. But at the end of the day, that's not on us. That's on the officials. That's on the players. That's on everyone who's you know a part of it, a part of what's going on as well, too. So let's say if there is 
a return and all the 22, all the players from the 22 teams come back, I'm just thinking of what are different type of ways that, you know, we can combat everything. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, we're going to, this is a given, we're going to wear the T-shirts. Are we going to talk about it, you know, before the game starts? Are we going to talk about it during halftime? Are we going to talk about it in the huddle? Like, what are different ways we can do? One thing I thought about as well, too, is maybe, you know, on off days, you know, players or at least heads of the MBPA are having live, live, like televised, live television. I mean, not live television. My word, my verbiage is terrible. Live, whatever. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> so my thing is maybe NBA, maybe the players are the most influenced and players who are part of the NBA Players Association, maybe they have a live like panel discussion mm-hmm. that's on TV, you know, through TNT, through ESPN, through wherever the playoffs are going to be handed at. And maybe they have a protocol teaching people how to vote and understanding why your vote matters, understanding the local level of politics, understanding the process it takes for bills to happen and be presented, fun ways to just present that information in small chunks daily. Maybe that can be effect because let's let's not get it twisted. You know, it's not just about voting for the president. You know what I'm saying? It starts with the city, the state, where majority of the bills are passed, and we have to understand who to vote for, what's going on, as well, too. Um, so maybe that could be something that happens aside from obviously making donations to, um, you know, different organizations and whatnot to help move the process as well. So I think that would be something that's dope. And I feel like that's something that probably LeBron and, you know, other players are talking about as well too. Yeah, I'm sure. Because, I mean, you can't let the whole TV deal go to waste. You might as well use your platform um, aside from playing basketball. I would love to see something like that where you just go back and forth and they have maybe different representatives from different states and counties, cities or whatever, going back and forth with the players talking about, like, what needs to happen or just informing us with everything that's going on. That's very true. I think <laughs> it's got to be something like a constitution, bro. Uh, like, <laughs> for real, for real. Like, uh, it's already, like, uh, like, to change the constitution, you have to have, like, whatever the, the, the fraction is of the states, you know, ratify Just, it and yeah. stuff like that. But, like, yo, it's like, yo, your your organizations need to buy into this. If not, we're going to dock your teams. We're going to fine your teams. We're going to, you know, not allow you to do this down the third, uh, you know. And I think it be, should be something like that. It's like, look, let's find the what the criteria what we want. There needs to be funding. There needs to be support. There needs to be stand third and to be ample this and those communities and get done the prisons communities and election uh literal literacy uh and all that stuff like there there needs to be clear funding (laughs) that we want to see it because you guys are clearly funding others like right you know and there needs that's what needs to happen that's what in a perfect world it would look like for me uh, for the NBA to operate under this new dimension, this new I can't even say awakening. This has already been happening, but just just this this in this stage of the fight, you know. And I think also the NBA has been so gun ho about starting back up because they know they're the first domino. Because they know if they do it, <laughs> and these guys get paid way more, then the NFL is gonna come next. You, know? you, you think it would be a domino effect if the if the if the, if the NBA players boycott, then and then it's pressure on the NFL. Only thing we're gonna be watching is basketball, golf, and water polo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, bro. I think and that's 
Amer- America's a sport, America's pastime. I think <laughs> the NFL is shook, and they're just like, you know, looking looking at little like big bro, little bro NBA, just like beat the bully. It's like nah. And my, bro. and my thing is too is like, obviously the league, you know, plan to you know reset everything even before, before George this. Floyd, uh, you know, death and murder happened as well too. So they're already in in works of that as well too. But my thing is like. Now you got to look at it from a health perspective and being in that bubble the whole time as well, too. So my thing is like, all right, so what if a player gets tested for the coronavirus and you're a franchise player or some shit like that? What if you LeBron in the second round playing against Houston up 2-1 and LeBron gets tested positive coronavirus? He can't play no more. The he cor- gonna be isolated for two weeks. Are they gonna cancel the NBA? Or are they gonna keep moving forward? That's when I can see where you, when you said a couple weeks ago, it's an asterisk with everything that's going on. I kind of agree. It with really you is. The- but like, what happens with that? You know what I'm saying? What procedures are gonna be put in hand for the people in the bubble? Yeah. We know that they may let family members there. They're gonna have essential personnel there. But what about the staff? They don't live there. They're gonna be yeah. going in and out, in and out, in and out. So like, yeah. how can we make this work without? People getting exposed to really was to exposed to this virus, you know what I'm saying? So, and it, 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 in in one aspect, and I'll say this before I say that. Okay. Coronavirus. That at first it was like, yo, you know, black people don't get coronavirus, but for some reason, <laughs> in the last months, in the last months, <laughs> now remember, remember, right? Yeah. In so. the last months, it's killing more black people than anything. It's killing underfunded. I mean, communities, and you know. Yeah, it's it, all systematic too. They eliminated us systematically. How the how the virus gets systematic? Stupid. <laughs> but um, this shit is sick, bro. It's super <laughs> sick. It's 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 the it's the G word. But um, but on top of that, you're going back to it, and 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 doesn't it just sound like a whole lot of work? For something you just shouldn't be doing in the first place. Yeah, at the end of the day. Unfortunately, unfortunately, because we talk about this stuff, right? We love it. And granted, I could talk about anything forever, whatever, like that. But we are a sports, the hottest topics in the NBA podcast, right? Yeah. And we love it. But me and Sewell, Sir Caesars, understand that. <laughs> and, 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 and being black, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Being blackity blackity black, like you know what I'm saying. Understand that, yo. Like, all right, scrap this. I talk about social justice. I spell George Floyd out in pyramid form, like back in third grade. The whole episode, if I had to, to get get it a a point across. You know what I'm saying. If you guys click on this and get it a point across, but it just seems like one of those things where it's like you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. You know, you're fighting, you're fighting uphill when you can just do the right thing and, and eventually do the right thing, do the right thing, do it the right way, and then you're gonna do what you actually want to do. Yeah. Do what you need to do to do what you want to do. Denzel Washington. You know what I'm saying? Now we're just from a money standpoint, from a line to pocket standpoint, from an entertainment standpoint. Again, I got tried to tell you a few episodes ago, this shit's not entertaining, bro. This is black lives. I won't even I won't even go into like the black lives matter. No, it's 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 black existence doesn't equal what other existence equals. It doesn't matter to people. It the the money says it, the 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 system says it, everything says it. So why am I gonna play for your entertainment for somebody to 
under my post say, oh, no, they're being selfish. They should start it back up. How the hell are they being selfish when they watch their brother, their sister, their mother, their their close friend, when they're watching somebody that fits their description die on a daily basis? Bro. Stop it. Yeah. It just seems like we're doing the most. We're doing the most to not do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, man. And before we even end this episode, um, Champs has some... Sham bombs, I guess you can say sham bombs or whatever. Uh, but he said, <clears throat> as far as updates for the bubble, the restart of the NBA, mm-hmm. NBA players have been notified that any player who chooses not to play in resume 2019-20 season must notify his team by June 24th. Sources tell the Athletic NBA Stadium compensation will be reduced by one... I don't know. That's a nasty that. fraction. Yeah. Well, by 192.6. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess less than 1%. That's disgusting. Would be reduced. I don't really get that. That's disgusting. Um, in another, episode, in another tweet, the NBA has informed teams that they are now able to conduct coronavirus testing of asymptomatic players slash stats given increase in testing and revised CDC guidelines. So just tell. Another one. The NBA is seeking to fund a Yale School of Public Health study that will support validation of saliva-based coronavirus tests and could further availability of cost-effective slash non-invasive slash rapid tests to the general population. Um, it also says NBA has sent teams a medical has sent teams a medical history questionnaire for players, coaches, traveling party that physicians will use to determine if members can participate and restart either fully or restricted or, or restrictions from certain activities or excused due to pre-existing risk factors. NBA players have been notified that any, oh, I said that as well too. Um, and it also says NBA players have been notified any player who exercises this right will not be disciplined. Um, and then two categories of non-participating NBA players who will not have their salary reduced will be protected players and excused players whom are believed to be at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19 from teams slash experts. June 25th is a deadline for excuse absence as well, too. And then it also says, uh, NBA players have been informed that anyone who leaves the Orlando campus without prior approval will be subject to 10 to 14-day self-quarantine, reduction in compensation for games missed, enhanced testing, which would include deep nasal swab as well, too. Um, Sounds silly. All the all the restrictions, the second, the third. Why are we doing this, bro? Couldn't the NBA just try to fund a cure so they could get back for like next season, possibly, or if we get back for January, or you know, like put the money together, you know, distribute. <sighs> like, why? Why are we? What are we really fighting for at this point? It's not to stay money. alive. Money. Just mo- money. Money, bro. Power. Now, I, you know what? I wouldn't even say money. I think it's just power because we realize that even health doesn't buy wealth. I mean, wealth doesn't buy health. You know what I'm saying? We're not fighting for money because money don't mean anything. If if, if I'm, yo, like, like <laughs> I'm on a different level today. Money. I'm on a new level. <laughs> I'm on a new level. <laughs> money doesn't mean a damn thing yeah. to an NBA player. Yeah. Who was hooping at the top of his game? If I'm 23, 24, doesn't mean a thing to me. You do it for the love. If 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 I'm on my bed Dying struggling to bed. breathe, we're not fighting for money. We're just fighting for a power status. Like strip all this away. When when everything stopped a few months ago, it felt like the world stood still. People were losing their jobs left and right. 
money could only get you so much, it could get you toilet paper to people running to the store to buy. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you realize when stuff shut down, all you got is yourself, the people around you, you know, and you, you're like, yo, like, well, was what I was doing, was it really worth it? Because I've spent so many days working towards somebody else's dream. And so many days, you realize the, how much the money didn't matter. You, you have your necessity. Okay, okay, food, water, you know, stuff like that. But how much money doesn't matter? How much you just go into your job each day and fighting for somebody else's dream? You're like, yo, I was really doing this every single day. And now I could die tomorrow because of this crazy virus. Why was I doing all that for? Money doesn't matter, bro. In this and in this point in this scenario, we're there. It's just like they're fighting for like power structure. It's sick. It's a sick world we live in. It's a very sick world we live in. Any, any. Uh, I mean, that was kind of a closing remark to me. But any, any additional closing remarks that you want to uh, relay over to the audience? Um. Yeah, and. I, I could go through this whole thing. Can I can I go through the whole thing? I mean, are we are we here? Go for it. Um, so <laughs> are we here? Are we are we here? It was Mike hot. All right, so this has been big with COVID. Uh, just as the media has gone, as people have got a chance to dwell on things. Um, first off, let's say uh. RIP and my condolences and, and rest in power to everybody that's lost their lives, either from COVID or to police brutality, uh, definitely over the last few months, okay? But from a male standpoint and uh, people that are meant to protect, um, I think that for my fellas, we've dropped the ball on sexual abuse. And you know, topics of such and being educated as such. Uh, first and foremost, you always, 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 always should listen to the woman involved, you know, to the partner involved when it comes to stuff like that. There is no question. No is no, that's period. All right. Uh, coercion is not acceptable. Um, uh, you know, a lot of like a lot of things are not stuff. So I'm just gonna read this. This is a tweet that I saw, and then that, this will be my cl- closing remark. All right, let's talk about many ways men are complicit in sexual abuse. A, you remain friends with known rapists, people who have been exposed, or yourself have seen being predatory. Uh, B, your first instinct is to discredit whenever you uh, see sexual abuse or hear a story about it. C, you love speaking over women. You think miso- misogyny is a quick, as uh, a quirky personality trait because your friends clap for you. D, you refuse to educate yourself on women's struggles, let alone acknowledge its existence. E, you think there are multiple ways to convince a girl there is uh, when there is a no. Your understanding of rape is limited to extreme force and violence. It's not. Um, F, you believe you have all the answers for what is real feminism. You don't. You don't know anything, my guy. You don't know anything, all right? Listen Learn. All right. Silence. Uh, silencing women who are trying to make a change. Don't do that. Right. You support them and everything they need you. You speak for them when it when you're in your circles of just men. All right. And there's a long list of this, and I'll tag it to one of the posts with uh, let's see. Well, uh, and we you know put our stuff out. But tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. But mainly the thing is, bro. 
we're failing women at an alarming rate. We're failing black women at a ten times that alarming rate. Um, and and the first thing that you are, if you're worth anything, I think, is a protector of women who brought you into this world, uh, who have done so much for you. Even if they don't do anything for you, bro, they are equal to you. They deserve your respect. And it is everything, everything, everything that a woman can live her daily life and not have to worry about sexual abuse, have to worry about her body uh, being exploited, being uh, thought of as a possession, right? We have to, we have to, to, to break down the mindset, throw away the mindset, burn up the mindset, and build a new. Only listening to women, only listening to women, and speaking when we're spoken to when that, when it comes to those subjects. All right, so so be a protector, be an advocator, be somebody that is aware of the red flags, be somebody that hold, holds your friends, your male friends accountable for any of that stuff. And that's my closing remarks, man. If we don't treat women right, we won't get anywhere for ourselves, anywhere. And, um, you know, much uh, much power to the black queens, much power to, to everyone, to all women, to all genders. This is Pride Month, so much power to everything, any any part of the spectrum. We rock with you. We want equality with you. Uh, Trade XXIV and SeaWorld wants that as well. And um, we know it's a struggle. We know things have been hard, but we want to start building this anew so that it's different in the future. That was great. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 83 of the Caesars Show. I hope you enjoyed this spectacular episode with me, Sir Caesars, and Trade XXIV. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at the Caesars Show, at Sir Caesars at Trade XXIV, and hit the link in the bio as well, too. You know, I have included links on different ways to support this movement. So without, you know, without everything, uh, we're just going to leave it at that. Stay in power. Stay in power. We out.